he completely negated uh Leach, Moyne, and hit them all over. And it was re- it was honestly he made, he made Nathan Lyon look like a Saeed Ajmal with a legitimate bowling action. <laughs> Sorry, edit edit that out, bro. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, we gotta make him look stupid. It's okay. Well, <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back to the 12th Silly Points Podcast. I'm here with Preston, Rishi, and Lakshya, and we're here to cover the second and first um, uh, test match between India and England um, in Chennai. And um, yeah, we'll just get started. Uh, won't really have much to talk about the IPL auction, but we may cover that later. Um, but yeah, hope you guys enjoy, and um, yeah. So, um, what do you guys think about that? the first two test matches? I guess we'll start with the second one. The solid win for India, very convincing. Um, yeah, just general thoughts. I think it ended up pretty much happening as most people saw um, when they saw India that won the toss, right? This is a game that was heavily decided by who won the toss, but also not just that. India are just better players of spin. It's watching the game here. The only Englishman with the muster to stand up to the spin bowlers of the quality of Ashwin is Joe Root. I mean, you know, Moeen Ali had a good little cameo at the end, but there's a very big difference between swinging hard and getting a few runs and being able to stay in on the pitch. Outside of Root, I'm not too convinced that the rest of England has shown the quality needed on heavy turners to play spin bowling of the type that Ashwin is likely to serve up. I mean, we saw it in Sri Lanka too. They, they struggled against Embodenia with the exception of um, Joe Root and maybe for a little bit Joss Butler. Um, just about every batsman there had some difficulties. And so I think the question for England comes up as, you know, the day-night test will obviously favor pace a lot more. And Anderson will be back as the world's, possibly the world's best exponent of swing bowling right now. So are they going to be able to, you know, use that to their advantage Hopefully, win the toss for them. Um, get some good bowl. Get get some good um, bowling in under the night. Um, take some quick wickets there, and make sure that they take as much advantage of swing as possible. Because if this is any indication, the fourth test wicket that they're going to prepare also is going to be very spin heavy. So this is really England's best shot to level the series because I don't see them winning the fourth test at all. Well, to level the series, it's one one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. I don't think England's. I don't. I don't think England's gonna win the fourth one. So the fourth, that's why. Isn't the fourth? Wait, isn't the fourth test day night too? Aren't both tests no. day night? No. Oh, okay. No, okay. No. This is the third one. Okay. Third one. Yeah. Well, so to speak on the second test. Uh, I think England have six, seven players that are very capable players to spin. Not all six or seven of them are playing at the moment, but uh, I'm not gonna jump the gun and say they can't play spin. I don't think anyone can play Ashwin in the form he is in right now. A lot of Australian batsmen couldn't play him. In, his own, in their own home condition. So they, I don't see a lot of them having a clue right now either, especially in a career best for me is. And yeah, um, I mean, I thought, I thought Ben Folks played extremely well in the, in the first yeah. innings. Uh, it was a quality. Was, was honestly, he has shown great quality of playing spin. In Folks is there, yes. That was absolutely correct. Folks played wonderfully. Folks, yeah. I mean, I, I think Stokes is a good player spin. I just don't think he can play Ashwin, but like a lot of players cannot play Ashwin right now. Um, it, it definitely, obviously, this could have been a lot worse too if Jadeja was playing as well. On that, on the, these type of weekends, Jadeja is literally unplayable, firing it, firing it in. But yeah, yeah. I, uh, 
I don't I, I know everyone's everyone's really everyone thinks pink ball test is gonna level out the home advantage for India because it benefits uh pace bowlers. Uh, I wouldn't completely jump the gun. Spin bowlers do have a good record in day night tests. I've seen England England have struggled in pink ball tests. I remember in Adelaide, Nathan Lyon got six, seven wickets in that match. Uh Ashwin has had good record in pink ball. He had a good pink ball test against Australia recently. Um Nathan Lyon bowled pretty well in that game too. So I wouldn't, I still think uh, all the spinners will still be in play. I do think, uh, I disagreed with England's selection of picking two spinners. Uh, they went best for Moeen. I would have played both best and Moeen Ali and Jack Leach. So, but I think now, um, now in the third test, both teams will probably go two spinners, three pacers, which, which probably would be a smart strategy. I think England would go two pacers, Ben Stokes, and then two, two spinners. But I wouldn't count out, uh, I don't think the pink ball test is going to negate India's home advantage that easily, especially especially with especially in with India's short history of, of pink ball. The bowlers have done the pace bowlers have done really well too. Jimmy Anderson definitely will slot back into the team. Um, Archer know, is, uh, is Archer, Archer fit? Archer is fit. Archer will definitely fit back, fit, fit back in the team. Though I thought I thought Ollie Stone bowled extremely well in the second test. It was just. Second test match, I think, since his Ireland debut. So it was kind of a second debut, I guess, for him. And he bowled with great pace on a on a wicket that didn't offer him much. I thought he, he should I definitely thought. be the third pacer for England. Uh, I it think they're going to be a little bit careful about bringing in Oli Stone for two consecutive test matches, given his injury history. Um, just what I've noticed with them is they tend to eat, go a little bit more on the side of rotation rather than anything else. They've got enough qualified pacers there. So I don't really see Mark Wood is healthy, right? Um, yeah, I don't know if he's in the squad. Is he? England announced their squad. Uh, if someone wants to pull it yeah. up, they announced their yeah. squad for the third test. Right. I think, I think, I think for a pink ball, they can. Yeah, I think they'll probably go with Chris Wokes this test match. I believe. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy. It'll probably be Jimmy Anderson, or they could go Jimmy Archer and have uh, Stokes as the third seamer, but. They still they don't seem too hesitant in bowling Stokes right now because I do think Stokes might have an injury issue, but he obviously can play as a specialist batsman. So maybe mm-hmm. Chris Wilkes will slot back in the team. Obviously, Moyne is out for the rest of the series. Uh, Sam Curran is out for the series, so Don Best will fit back into the fit back into um, proceedings there. Uh, Best and Leach will be the two spinners. I don't see any other big changes England would make. I don't think they'll really change their top. Does Bear is Bear still back? Best Bear still. Yeah. Okay, then Bearstow will probably fit in for Rory Burns or Dan Lawrence. I, I think Dan Lawrence is probably going to get out of the firing right now. Uh, he has, he wasn't supposed to start in the series, and he struggled for a few test matches. So but it, it's a little t- it's tough on the on the young young man, but I'm uh, getting some experience in the top of the order because Bearstow, obviously, he looked really solid in Sri Lanka. Didn't get a significant score, but he definitely has a really solid game against spin. Um. Though I'd be though since it is a pink ball test, it might not be the smartest idea to play my number three because uh, India can attack. India does does have the pace force to attack him, unlike Sri Lanka. Uh, yeah. In terms of in terms of India, um, it was a pretty solid all round performance. The two batsmen who were who dealt with the most criticism after the first test, Rohit and Rahane, got runs. Uh, Rohit showed that Rohit showed that you can't Kohli jump. Too. Rohit showed you can't jump the gun. Well, Kohli is people think Kohli's not in form, but he has a fifty in every test match he's played. In the last yeah. three tests, um, he's obviously not in Kohli-esque form. Like right? he's not doing what a Kane or Root is doing, which is why people are just a little disappointed. But obviously, he's not out of form. You can't jump the gun, Rohit. He showed he didn't play that bad in Australia. After one test, there everyone was hopping on him. But yeah, he showed his class. He's a 
he's easily a world-class opener at home for India and is still a improving day by day away as well. Uh, Rahane, Rahane stepped up, uh, not the easiest to wickets to, not the easiest to wickets to bat on. And he got a lot of criticism after the first test, you know, unjustly because obviously the entire India was hopping on him to be captain. And then after one test, they were hopping on him to be dropped. So you can, you can never satisfy anyone anyways, but mm-hmm. it was solid to see Rahane back in form. Pont has been, Pont was absolutely brilliant with the bat. But I'm, I, we don't have to talk about Ponce batting for this test match. I think Ponce we should talk about his keeping. That was oh possibly God. the biggest oh. revelation that I've seen. That is th- This match was the best keeping performance I've ever seen. Ponce and folks deserve, deserve a lot of accolades. I don't – I've never – usually when you're noticing keepers, you're noticing them because they're doing garbage. Because you're not supposed to notice a good keeper. That's really how it works. But you could not help but noticing both the takes. Some of the takes from, from out of the rough by, by folks and then some of the – Acrobatic stumpings and catches Pontic. It was quality watch. As as a person, the, the dive to the left, for, the dive to the left twice from uh, Pont, Pont, yeah. first ball off Siraj as well. Was yeah, beautiful. and then the and the, the, the so stumping nice. through Dan Lawrence's and the mm-hmm. stumping of Pont, uh, like the one that went through Pont's swing and then folks got behind. Absolutely beautiful. So, Prasen, uh, as the ex keeper in this podcast, what stood ooh. out most to you about um, Rishabh Pant's keeping, and especially the change that you noticed between his first match in Australia and here? There's a very clear difference in keepers. This is not the same wicket keeper that started in um in uh, Melbourne. So, what do you think changed? The confidence. I think. I think the well, obviously, there's the vote. There's the. Um, there's the factor of confidence that Kohli has reiterated multiple times over the last you know, month since Australia that Pant will be India's first choice keeper going forward. And that's obviously you know, had a positive influence on his wicket-keeping, which is something that was under a lot of scrutiny going into Australia. And even in Australia, don't get me wrong, he had a great time with the bat, but he would leak past that series. I think the Chennai, Chennai pitch would help Pant with his wicket-keeping, especially... You know, the couple of blinders he took against the Pacers was just a lack of pace on the pitch. I think, I mean, this is just this is just me being extremely harsh, and don't get me wrong, those are two incredible pieces of wiki keeping. But I think the two catches that Pant took, okay, maybe the second one was incredible, but the first one down the leg side, I think a more competent keeper could have made that look much easy, much easier. And, you know, that's just me being very nitpicky. Obviously, Pant's working really, really hard on his wicket keeping. But I do think, you know, keeping the pace on a wicket like the one in Chennai, which was extremely slow, was much easier than keeping to the pacey and bouncy wickets in Australia, given Pant's like, short stature. But I think, yeah, the fact, I think it was clearly evident that right? you saw Ben Folks keeping up the Stuart Broad bowling at 130. So, it, the pitch didn't have a lot in it for the quicks. There wasn't a lot of pace in the pitch. So it was more manageable for both wiki keepers. That said, the keeping the spin, I think, you know, Folks has been a wiki keeper who's really been slept on. You know, he, as a specialist wiki keeper, he's not talked about enough. And I think after his performance with the gloves, you know, leaving his performance with the batter side, which I think he was, you know, Everyone was talking about the Kohli masterclass playing spin bowling, but folks' batting in that first innings, were, I'd say, was right up there. The way he got forward and the way he's, his feet moved against Ashwin was incredible. But I think his wiki-keeping, especially the one like Rishi mentioned, the one through punch swing, was just incredible. And I think you know we saw some exceptional wiki-keeping on a really challenging wicket, especially keeping the spin. 
yeah um yeah i i have never kept in my life but that i was learning a lot about keeping techniques apparently interesting thing so ben, ben folks is i wouldn't say he's underrated as a keeper because uh even before he made his debut there england were making up saying this is the world's best way to keep her I don't think they're wrong. I, I think his yeah. batting has always been a bit underrated because when people talk about his keeping, and it's brilliant, of course, they underrate the fact that as a batsman, as Rishi, as you mentioned, he's one of the most competent players to spin that England have on the circuit. Yeah, he averages above 80 right now in his, I believe. Um, Both plays for Somerset, I think? No, no, he, does, he doesn't play for Somerset because Butler plays for Somerset. I think he plays for Surrey. Right, right. He plays for sorry. He plays for sorry. Yeah. Yes, and, and, and you know, um, the oval is not necessarily the most pace-friendly wicket. It's got a bit of spin in it too. So folks get some practice practice against all of against pretty much the gamut of bowlers. But one thing I did notice, and Preston, I want to get back to that point of yours, where you said it's easier to keep in Chennai because it's slower. I think you're right, but I think one thing that Kohli commented on that really hammers his home. As he said, Punk became a lot more fit and he became a lot more athletic, uh, was able to react yeah. faster. I think that played a big role because if you notice, Punt as a keeper has always had a tendency to move slightly towards the wrong way with the ball. We saw that tendency appear again many times as test. The difference is that he's athletic enough to now compensate for the difference, stick his glove out and catch it in the side. That's why he ended up reaching for a lot of balls down the leg side. It's because he moved the other way and then found out when he was caught wrong-footed, he had the fitness to recover. He's never been able to do that before. This is the thing that we saw coming in his first two series as well in England. Um, he was um, frequently dropping the ball because he'd moved to the left and the ball was edged to the right, things like that. So I have a feeling that his fitness allows him to essentially react just a touch quicker, which when combined with the slowness of the pitch ends up with him wicket keeping amazingly well because now his reflexes are fast enough and it can compensate for any slight trigger movements that he has. It takes him the other way. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's obviously a big part, you know, goalie. Goli did mention that in his press conference. I remember you know, reading that. And it is true. You can see that Pant is much less of a tear now than he was three, four months ago. And he is moving a lot better. I still think you know there is a slight way for him to go. I think his trigger movements as a wiki-keeper are slightly off. That's why he sees himself moving down the wrong side a lot. But I think that's just something that'll come with more experience. I think, you know, as a 23-year-old, he's extremely young for a wiki-keeper. And by no means was this an easy pitch to keep on. Like I said, it was slightly easier to keep the pace. But the way he kept Ashwin and Akshar Patel on this pitch, leaking only, I think, what was it? Like 10, 15 buys, all test. That was comparable to what folks did. And I think, you know, for a keeper of, like a keeper of, you know, punt standard, who is getting better, Test by test, I think it's a, a great achievement for him, and I think you know all credit to him, all credit to the management for backing him as well. I think the the, the thing is bat the batting Ponce batting obviously he's got a fifty in every test match he's played now since Sydney. Now I think it also gives a lot of confidence, and when you have increased confidence, it it can affect your other skills. I I do, I do think uh, that increased confidence is helping benefit his other skills as well. Um, look, uh, do you guys know is when is Butler come back? Butler's coming back for the ODI series in the T20. Oh, he's not playing any of the test matches. Yeah, he, he's oh, done with the test no matches. Tests. They had that block okay. scheduled in for. Okay, so I, I guess that makes the the key. I guess the, that makes the selection there for England a little easier. Folks will play the rest of the series. If Butler was coming back, I would have played both of them anyways. 
for Butler as a specialist batsman. Only, but only because the series is in Asia. That would not be my team in any other country. But yeah, uh, outside of that, I think both teams' selections will be pretty simple next match. I think uh, England, India will probably be dropping Kuldeep. Uh, Akshar Patel obviously got a five for. Um, obviously, the conditions favored Akshar style bowling over Kuldeep's a lot, a lot more. So, but I think India will probably drop him for boom, for, drop Kobe for Boomer. They'll probably go for three paces as well. You know, on your note about spin bowling in England not playing well, you just brought up Akshar. I want to point this out. Yes, Ashwin bowled extremely well, but it wasn't just Ashwin that they struggled against. They struggled against Akshar Patel also very, very heavily. So I think it's not that England are bad players of spin, right? As you said, not many players can play this level of spin on the wicket, but. And India have bowled well. But something that I noticed England are going to need to do, and I think the day-night match will help with this, is they need to get a lot better at um, essentially reading variable bounce. With, with Joe Root, what he does so well is that when he plays it, when he, when he gets so back in the crease or he gets so far forward, allows you to commit. If it bounces heavy um, and you get to the pitch of the ball, you can still sweep it although it's dangerous, as we saw, if you don't fully get to the pitch of the ball, or if you stand all the way back, it helps you if the ball skids onwards, like I anticipate it might do in the early stage of the of the day-night match, or if it bounces heavily, you have more time to adjust, especially on a slightly slower wicket. So I think for England, the question then becomes, if India does go with what you said, which is drop Kuldeep, bring in Bumrah, which I see no reason they wouldn't, um, the question for England then becomes, you know. Oh wait, mm-hmm. could not, it, it, they might? I just realized uh, Umesh Yadav has been added to the squad, and uh, so if India are still looking to rest Bumrah, Yadav can also come in. No, no, they won't be resting Bumrah for the third they test match. They only rest him for the second one because of the quick turnaround, resulting in a possible stress fracture for him, and because of the heavy spin nature of the pitch, there was no need to play him. But. Okay. In my opinion, Yadav should play. I don't because uh, Boomer has a lot more cricket coming up. Yadav is Yadav's record at home is one of the best in the world. So I I don't I don't think there's a huge trade off playing Yadav. Sure, so, sure. But yeah, it, my, it'll be Boomer for sure. Boomer's obviously the better bowler, but yeah. Sure. Yeah. My my point was the bigger question that England are going to have to answer if India does go with the squad that you say is you know, firstly. Ishant Sharma and Jasprit Bumrah are actually two of the best swing bowlers in the world. The problem with England is I see batsmen that are very good against spin, Ben Folkes and Joe Root, and to a degree Ben Stokes. And I see batsmen that are very, very good against pace. Um, Rory Burns is Dom, one of them. Dom, Dom Sibley. Sibley is another. I do not currently see batsmen that are very good at both, except for Joe Root yeah. and Ben Stokes. I, <laughs> so I, that's I, the question I agree. For me. The, the, it seems like for the England, the players that do well in Asia are players who are not doing well in, in their own home conditions and exactly. vice versa. Ben, ben Folks averages like, 26 in the county championship. That's not even international level. Yeah. Um, a lot of players, like, like obviously England brought Bearstow back. And if Bearstow is scoring runs in Sri Lanka at three, this is the same Bearstow who struggles against seam bowling, batting at six, five, six in England conditions. It, it it's 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 very interesting. I, it seems like the one day players, England's one day players, the ones who have mastered the one, that, that format, won the World Cup. They seem to have improved their game against spin. A lot, I think, a lot too, because a lot of them are IPL players as well. They get to face that quality of spin bowling at all levels. 
And There's a technical reason like, for that too, actually. So the reason that the the Indi- England ODI bowlers, uh, England ODI batsmen, are so good against spin and relatively weaker against pace, right, is because with spin in ODIs, a lot of it involves getting to the pitch of the ball or standing all the way back and trying to play cuts heavily or um, things like that. The, the thing is with pace bowling, you end up leaving your um, stumps a lot more open in ODI batting. And so in test matches, that's why England batsmen like Johnny Bairstow, uh, Keaton Jennings are very, very weak against balls, pace, pace deliveries that end up coming onto your stumps. Yeah, I mean, Jennings, Jennings is like a – Jennings is an interesting uh, phenomenon because he's a, he's a opening batsman raised in England, but he looks absolutely clueless against uh, spin bowling. But he, he has scored century, He has scored centuries in India and Sri Lanka against quality off-spin bowlers. Which is a very interesting case for me. Uh, obviously, Dom Sibling has showed certain he has showed certain game against spin. The last things of Sri Lanka, the first innings against India, he scored a couple fifties, but he look doesn't seem to have a great game against spin simply because the leaving the leaving leaving against pace and then waiting for the ball to come onto your strengths works. But against spin, you have to be rotating straight. You get you can't just play six balls and just hope to get through maidens over. It's just quality spinners like Ashwin. JJP was playing, they'll eventually get you. Even lost at Temple Denia, uh, troubled them a lot. Zach, Zach Carly too in Sri Lanka struggled against spin. So it's a very, it is a very interesting scenario for England, which kind of makes selection a bit difficult because, like, you have to, you pick one in in Asia, they do well. You can't, it's kind of hard to drop them afterwards. But if you keep them, they eventually, they eventually don't do well. Obviously, Root, Root's probably, Root's to me seems to be a better player in Asia than he is in, uh, than England. At least I've always felt that, uh, even though Roots obviously he obviously still he averages forty five plus in England he still has quality player there but I always thought his game is best against spin Stokes is Stokes is one of the rare players I think who has who does well equally in both Stokes is probably a very good player of spin I just think he's struggling against Ashwin which is like Ashwin is a legend so it's no, there's no issue struggling against a player of his caliber so it's only England, because Ashwin takes the ball away from Stokes so that makes yeah. it a little bit harder for him. Yeah. I mean, which left hand? I don't. I can't think of too many left handers that have conquered Ashwin and currently playing cricket. So, but it is a very interesting scenario for England because it does make it. It does make the rotation policy interesting. It make, but it does give them a lot of confusing headaches because obviously Rory Burns has Rory Burns, Dom Sleeve, They all scored runs in South Africa. They scored runs in England. So it's kind of hard to draw them because plus they also have an Ashes series to look to at the end of the year. So they also need to find players who are going to help win them series there. And I don't see. I don't see like Barristow batting at three, which could work now, will not be a future solution. So yeah, I think I have. So I, I see I see Crawley coming in for Ashes in Maybe. Australia. Does yeah. that make sense? We're looking we're Instead looking to find the Crawley. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I have Bert. I have I have a question to our resident England fan, Laksha. What do you think about them batting Moeen at eight and nine? Because the last time England toured India, Moeen was their top run scorer. He scored what two three hundreds that series? Two hundreds, two hundreds. I yeah. think Moeen has been one of the most misused players by England management. You know, England in general have done a pretty good job of managing their players of late. Um, we've seen good rotation with Joffrey Archer, with Sam Curran. Uh, we've seen them accommodate Joe Root at number four. We've seen them play Ben Stokes in a position where he can do the best. Um, we've seen them blood openers properly. But to me, the thing that the black mark on the record is the way that they dealt with Moeen Ali. So if you remember, when Moeen toured India um, last time, he was 
primarily a batsman. He was primarily a batsman who would bowl. Alistair Cook even said in the tour, you know, I mean, no disrespect to our spinners, but they're not Nashwin or Jadeja and they never will be. And that was the difference between the two sides, right? Moeen is a batting all-rounder. That's essentially what was said. Then Moeen ended up saying, you know, yeah, I'm judged more of my runs with a bat and then bowling I, I do as a frontline spinner, but my main job is batting. Somewhere along the lines, when Moeen's bat form started to slip away, England saw that and said, well, he's still worth the spot in the team as a bowler, so why don't we just pick another batsman, demote Moeen down, and that's that's that, that's one way we can save it. That, that once again brings up your your point about English batsmen who do better in the subcontinent. Moeen is, I'd say, you were mentioning great players of spin in the English lineup. You know, you mentioned folks. Yeah, the who, reason I didn't mention yeah. Moeen is because Moeen didn't even get a chance to bat. He got seventeen balls, and the, the thing with Moeen is here, right, is. If you bat him like a number eight, he will play like a number eight. He doesn't get the time to bat. He doesn't get the time to build in innings. He doesn't get the time to uh, play with some proper batsmen and actually construct a good score. And so what he's stuck with doing... Based on on ability alone, I think Moeen is the best player of spin in that team. I don't think you can say that. that, Okay, we have to remember Moeen 2016 is not Moeen 2021. Moeen in 2016 was a... In the top of his form, he I remember that home summer, uh, England he scored two two three centuries against Sri Lanka, Pakistan. So he came to England in top run scoring form. He's making a comeback after one and a half years. He has not scored runs in any of the formats in a long time. We can't really say that he's the best well, player. I think now. technically, technically in terms of his technique, getting forward and you know smothering spin when he does play spin. You know, don't forget 2016. Ashwin and Jareja were also uh, Ashwin and Jareja bowling together in 2016 was. Arguably the best spin bowling partnership we've seen in decades. Right, but after that, what happened to Moin? So what happened after that? So Moin, that was probably the last time I thought Moin was about him. Then we had the 2017 home summer where Moin was probably had one of the best uh, seasons ever for an off spinner against South Africa. He obviously he got the hat trick. He got around 20, 21 wickets, outbowled all the Pacers. Then he obviously he went to Australia and both sides of his game was ruined. Nathan Lyon ruined his ruined his batting completely and his bowling was demolished on flat Australian wickets. And since then, he's not really had a consistent role on the team. Moyne's an interesting scenario where he has good record against India with the ball in England and a good record against India with the bat in England and poor vice versa. And it's kind of – I don't know how you could really fit him in at, at, at in the top order like that because he's not the same player as before. I would not be comparing him to that same Moyne only. This is a Moyne who's been dropped from the – he's basically been dropped from the ODI team. He was dropped during their successful World Cup campaign. Uh, he's struck, he's gotten out to Nathan Lyon eight times, eight times I believe in in six five six test matches. So he's clearly not the same quality player of spin that he used to be, and he's very very inconsistent. He's like he's like the epitome of inconsistency. He's he has he has performances where you think oh this guy is at the same level of Stokes that like you could put him at the same level of Stokes, and then there's times where he just looks like an above av- a below average player not at international standards. I think that's because Moeen is a heavily confidence-driven player. Uh, you've yeah, seen, yeah, um, he is. You've seen this happen in many other ways that he's done. And, you know, Moeen had said in an interview, when things go wrong, I always feel like I'm the one that had the finger pointed at me. Um, he's spoken many times about how he loves the ODI setup with Owen Morgan, and he said many times with the test setup that he's felt like he's always been a little bit scapegoated. Now, I just wonder... Had England given Moeen a proper role, maybe put him at a permanent number seven or number six and said, that's your role, stick to it. We're not going to shuttle you back and forth. Would Moeen have done better? I think yes, 
I think he had the talent to continue backing. And I think England made a huge mistake by shuttling up and down. He did everything from open the innings in UAE to end, to playing number nine. And this is the type of thing where I just say, if that's the way you manage a player, you cannot be surprised when he burns out and then when he just decides this isn't the format for me, especially when T20 pays him so well. And then his game starts changing, right? Because T20 is a completely different game. Now, if you notice, he's a lot more aggressive against spin than he was in 2016. Uh, his defense is significantly weaker and less compact. And yeah. um, his pace, uh, his his playing of pace has largely changed in style. He's not as good on the offside as he once was. Yeah, but I think there's still, Moyne still is like, the problem is like, he's still very inconsistent even when you do put him in, this, in, the, in that same role. Like, uh, it only took one bad test match against Australia for him to be dropped. For him to be dropped and then take a break. If you remember, he was the leading wicket taker, I believe, in Test cricket for like the twelve month period, which was like his comeback. Obviously, he came back against India in the in the twenty eighteen series, got nine wickets, then had a successful series in Sri Lanka and West Indies with the ball. But when he was doing when he was doing well in one one, he was not doing well in the other. So obviously, that's why his position kept in the batting order kept getting lowered. And even even in the ODI, he has not scored in a while. So even though that might be his favorite format. He's not even. He wasn't even part of the winning eleven in the World Cup, which obviously had a lot to do with conditions as well. But it didn't help with some of the shot choices he makes. And he does have a lot of weaknesses. He struggles in his quality off spin bowling, like Nathan, like against Nathan Lyon. He has a big issue against a short ball, and then his bowling sometimes he just doesn't have the control. But that, but obviously, one thing I'm going to say is he did not play bad in this second Test match. Just he still. At the end of the day, he still, got, even though he pulled poorly, he was amazing first, in this on day one. It wasn't just he didn't play bad; he was amazing. Yeah, he's the he, best one. He was nine, four, eight wickets. Yeah, but that's not how it seems. If you if you yeah. if you look at what people are talking, it seems like everyone seems to be blaming him for India conceding three hundred runs in the first because he went at four point five and over. And, but and that's that's once again brings up the point. Moeen Ali has become a scapegoat. He yes. is a scapegoat. He is a scapegoat. I agree. But he's not a very easy. It's not a very easy player to manage. What when you put it, you decide to play him as a batsman, and then he suddenly becomes a bowler. And then when you decide to play him as a bowler, he suddenly decides to score runs, but not bowl well at all. It's kind of a, he's not an easy player to manage either from a from a team management perspective. Not in like an attitude ways, but more in just his his inconsistencies in one in one aspect or another. And he's never good enough at either to just be picked on one. Like Stokes can Stokes can get zero Test wickets in the next two years, but he's still good enough to bat in the top five for England. Moynelli can never say that with either with either role. Moynelli is an interesting topic because not mm. everyone has a different opinion on him. My dad hates Moynelli with like a passion, and my dad's an England England supporter. So I always tell him, "Have you seen what Moynelli's done to India? We would have won the series in England last time if it hadn't been for Moynelli." That four Sam test, got it. Yeah, oh Sam Curran too. But that four test is a, India choke. It, it, there was no turn on that in that in that second innings, and they somehow gave him five wickets. No, no, that, but yeah, I think Moin is an interesting case. But now I think going back to some things India did right and wrong in the second test, and while we're at it, we can address some of the shortcomings in the first test. I think. Wait, I just, I just realized. Sorry, before you continue, we didn't talk about Ashwin Century throughout this. Yeah, we'll minutes. talk. We'll talk about. It. We will. That's we'll talk exactly about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah, say. yeah, I know, but that, yeah, okay, that that hasn't come up till now, yeah. which is just weird. Yeah, yeah we think, we'll talk about it. Yeah, so coming to what um, you know, India did, I think the, the absolute like immense innings that Ashwin played and his partnership with Kohli really standard over the fact that 
middle order's performance in that second innings was really subpar. And even even in the first innings, aside from Rohit Sharma and Rahane at five, Pant at six, there's very little contribution from, you know, Gil, Kohli and Pujara who occupied the crease for a while. So I think I, that's something... I, I don't think... There's one thing India does not need to worry about. I know because his stats aren't looking great this series. Pujara has probably had the most unlucky, a couple of most unluckiest dismissals. Uh, oh the, yeah, yeah. Pull, the, pulled the one to, was a free. The runout was yeah. absolutely can that rarely happens, and he pulled one to short leg when he was set on seventy in the first game. So I think Pujara is due for a big, big innings in the next two Test matches. He's last three, four Test matches. He's been playing solid knocks. He obviously he's one of the heroes of the Australian victory, and I think Pujara mm-hmm. Pujara deserves a hundred right now. No, it's not he like deserves he, he deserves a hundred. I mean, I mean, obviously he, he got an IPL contract now, so maybe he could. So time to back that up now with with some with with some big big hundreds. Because I think it's been a, it's been a while. Pujara hasn't scored a Test hundred in a couple of years now, but he's he's been he's he's played some innings that are worth more than some of his best hundreds. So I think it's due. I think he's due for this Absolutely. Test match. Gil 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 had his first bad Test match after yeah first four really good ones it's gonna happen so there's nothing to worry about mm-hmm. Coley came back extremely well after the first innings duck he played a poor shot in the first innings beautiful delivery but uh you, he played completely bat bat pad gap was completely eliminated there and he showed and he showed um a master class in, in the second innings Rahane obviously got back into form Ponth is in form not too many worries for India on the bat on the batting lineup personally you're so excited about Rahane dude <laughs> I'm just irri- I'm just irritated. I feel like my opinion, Rahane, is like, is just is like, what everyone should have. It's just like he's good, really good player, should be in the team, but he's not a captain because he's not. He's like. Oh, he's he's definitely not. He's definitely not captain material when Kohli's around. I completely stand by that, but I still think you know, especially especially since his game has come under a lot of question, home conditions. His knock in the first innings, you know, when there were he came in at a pretty like, tough time when yeah. it's everyone everyone except for Rohit was making that pitch look unplayable. And I think you know the the way he played in the first innings, you know, the 60, 65, 67 odd runs that he scored, you know, they were invaluable runs, both in the context of the you know test and in the context of the innings. I mean, when he came out to bat, Leech was bowling incredibly. You know, Leach was causing all sorts of trouble. Moeen, Moeen wasn't bowling great, but he was, you know, he was, he would bowl four bad balls and then bowl a screamer, you know, almost yeah, yeah. every other over. So, so, you know, it was a very, very, and I think that is like as hard to play as someone running in and bowling six great deliveries in an over. Yeah. So I think the thing is, Rahani, I don't think, it's not that his captaincy is poor. I think he's a great captain. I, I mean, we could argue he's a better captain than Kohli. It's just for me, like, I, the captain also needs to be someone who's at the top of their game bat, batting-wise because you don't want Rahani becoming captain and then his batting diminishes, right? Which is why I never understood the argument of making him captain because in home conditions where India played half a test, he's probably the weakest player in the batting lineup based on record, right? No, complete, completely. The completely. Thing is, and I'm, I'm, I'm a complete advocate for Kohli's personality and I think the way he's... I think... The, going back to the example of Rishabh Pant, I think Pant and his like revelation as a wicketkeeper in terms of his fitness in particular is just um, an embodiment of the sort of ethos that Kohli brings yeah. to the team. And you, just 
like the commitment. Unless you're a legend like Ashwin, you can't be in the Indian team and be unfit. Unless you're getting ten, unless you're getting a five for every match, like Ashwin is. You know the thing is, the thing Honestly, is here. I've, I've, Ashwin, I've, I've, Ashwin is ahead of Rahane. I've said. I've always said. I've it. always said that. The, Ashwin isn't that unfit. Everyone keeps saying it, but he's not actually that unfit. You, you we forget that we forget that the standards imposed for fitness, while they seem like a bit of a joke when you talk about him, they're actually not that lax. And the fact is, Ashwin's um, unfitness that people talk about is really his injury history, and that comes from having slightly weaker parts of his body that needed more strengthening. But yeah, but. Running. He's just he's just not athletic. I he's think not athletic. Either, but that's different from not being fun. fit. Yeah. That's different from not being fit. Not being fit exactly. is like in the bomb. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> no, but no, but this is this is not 1990. We're talking the standards are yeah. very high. Ashwin play. Ashwin yeah. is a player who's capable of playing all three formats. He has been an all format player for India. We all, I think, a lot of people here agree that he should be in the one day and T20 setup as well. So, and I think his fitness does need to improve in a way that could get him into team. Because if you look at Jadej, if there's a reason why India gave Jadej and ODI comeback before Ashwin, because bowling bowling quality-wise, Ashwin is easily ahead of him. But Jadej's fitness, fielding, and obviously Jadej has been a quality bat in the last three, four years, is the reason why Jadej got a comeback into the one-day team before him. Yeah, but I think you but, just listed one of the bigger reasons that Jadej gets back in the team. It's because Ashwin doesn't have that gear to his batting that Jadej does. Jadej is a proper batsman in ODI still. He accelerates really, really well. And that from a number six, Jadeja, number seven, that's exactly what you want with Ashwin. But Jadej didn't come back because of his batting. No, he didn't. But part of the reason, part of the reason that he did get into the team is because he offered more in terms of a complete package. His bowling was obviously not as good as Ashwin, but if you're looking at him in a containing role, he's almost as good as fielding. Obviously, he's really good, and that was a big reason why. But his batting is a lot better than people believed at the time, and now we're seeing it. Yeah, obviously, when he but when he made the comeback in 2018, uh, Jadeja. I, I don't think the bat, the batting was like the main reason. The main reason was they wanted one containing spinner. And yeah, they wanted a batsman who was more competent than Kuldeep or Yuzvendar Chahal, who were like the two spinners at the time. And India did no one at 7-8. But obviously, Ashwin's a better batsman than Kuldeep and Chahal as well. I think, uh, But that's another thing. This, this also said, I think I mean, we were actually talking about Rahane and Kohli. People, that's why the Rahane Kohli captaincy combo to me, it just has no merit because until Rahane becomes a 45 plus average plus player, we can't really consider him as captaincy. I, I get the Rohit Sharma versus Kohli captaincy material in ODI and T20 because Rohit, too, Rohit is an ODI legend already. And that actually, Rohit could actually be captain because he actually is one of the best players in the world. Obviously, he's not going to become captain. Kohli's, Kohli's not good. It's not Kohli's not going to give up captaincy anytime soon. But there's more merit to the argument of Rohit being one day captain than Rahane being test captain. I've always found that to be a ridiculous thing, even after, I, even after the Australia victory. Honestly, though, this and I know Rishi, you've brought this up before with Rohit Sharma, you know, captaining white ball cricket, and a lot, a lot of his, uh, a lot of the people who are calling for that side his like superior IPL record. And don't get me wrong, and you know he's obviously doing something right, being the most you know successful IPL captain in history. But how much of that do you think is down to his leadership and more to do with just Mumbai Indians being perhaps the smartest franchise out there? I think. Scouting recruitment, you know, Mumbai's, Mumbai's coaching staff. Mumbai's coaching staff yeah. is ahead of is probably ahead of of any other foreign. I think a lot of Rohit's captaincy credentials will probably go to the to the first two IPL titles. Mumbai had this is like 2013-20. This is like pre Hardik Pandya, pre Krunal Pandya times. This is back when it was more Mitchell McClanagan, Karen Pollard, 
uh, Su- Sachin was still in the frame and all. I think a lot of credit goes there to Rohit Sharma, and a lot goes to the fact that Mumbai usually start very badly, and the turnaround he always is able to orchestrate. It can't just be a coincidence every time it's the same. It's the same captain. See, and I know a lot of pl- a lot of players have spoken very highly of Rohit's uh, captaincy, and uh, you as you and me being the RCB fans here, I do think Kohli's captaincy is garbage for RCB because like a team oh, like definitely. a team like that. Should not should not be struggling so much every season, and a lot has to do with Kohli's constant changing of the team, never proper backing of players or giving improper roles. So that brings an important question: How important do we actually think captaincy is to a side? You know, like people talk about, oh, captaincy is ninety percent luck, ten percent skill, but don't try it without the ten percent skill. That's what Richie Benold said. Then there's others who say it's actually closer to 50-50, like Nasser Hussain. So how much do we actually think a good captain impacts the squad? I think a good cap, I think a bad captain can hurt a team far more than a good captain can help one. Immediately I think, speaking, I think in T Twenty cricket, captaincy is a lot more important than in Test cricket. In Test cricket, most players. It's usually there's not as much changing up players. You you don't really think about bowlers to change a lot because when you start bowling, you're bowling ten over eleven over spells. Uh, but in T20, it's all about matchups, and a lot of that is a lot of that is captains do the do the matchup changes, but a lot of that's done before by statisticians, the coaching staff, and all. Exactly. And it's up, but it's up to the captain exactly. to execute that, and then they also have to focus more on field places. Usually, test match fields are a bit more standard than a T20 field. So I and that's why I don't see the issue. I never really saw a huge difference between Rahane and Kohli's captaincy either, like because especially especially because I always thought when India loses overseas, it's usually the batting's fault. It's never really the bowling's bowling's issue. If you but if you look at other teams like Pakistan, where Azhar Ali got a lot of the heat, especially in this past England summer, Pakistan and, will blame um, anyone to... for anything. Come on, <laughs> Pakistan. True, but... true, but the captain, the captain still gets a lot of heat for, and I, I think. The, the ability to guide a team, especially being having the right management of being aggressive and knowing when to bring a bowler in, that's very important in test match. So I get, I, I don't really agree with the, the aspect yeah. of like test so, match. Because I think, I, I think, it's just, I think in yeah. T20, it's more important because you're making more changes. Like obviously, like T20, you immediately, you bowl a guy for one over and you immediately think, should I bowl him another over? And in test match, you like, like for India, right? Like, but there, you there's give, a you give, there's like a traditional thing, like in, there's a traditional path, right, that you you go through in your T20. No, absolutely, I I completely agree with Suraj. I think T20s especially, but I think ODIs are a different game. That's why I'm not referring to it as white ball cricket as a whole. But I think T20s now such a you know for lack of better words, such a like focused and concentrated game where you have planned matchups, your know, bowlers being held specifically to bowl certain batsmen. You know, two two half pounder at AB De Villiers is a great example. Yeah, and Mumbai Indians. That's that's all the backroom stuff. You know, pulling up the numbers, strategizing yeah. for every game. The captain really I think is more I, relevant, irrelevant because of all this data that does do the role job for them. I think in T Twenty cricket, I think in red ball cricket is where you know captains have the have the tendency to make decisions that have a greater impact on the flow of the game as a whole. And I think that's why in Red Bull cricket, captaincy as a whole is just so much more important. So I agree with that. But also I think there's two types of captains and we haven't touched on that yet. I think one type of captain is a Tim Payne, Joe Root type of captain where they're not necessarily tactically brilliant. Their utility more comes along in team building, ethos, player confidence, 
uh, we can talk about Payne now as in like, oh, he should have done a lot better. But the fact is after Newland, Australia were broken. Tim Payne did a lot in helping to build that team up again with Langer, right? Joe Root has given a lot of players a confidence needed to succeed in the test match side by sticking with them, by backing them. Um, you know, Moeen is a black mark on the management, but still Root has seen players like Sibley, um, Crowley, Butler all flourish under him. So I think ben that's Stokes. one type. Yeah, Ben Stokes also. I think that's one type of captain. I think the other type of captain is the uh, tactical Kane genius. Williamson. Kane Williamson. Kane Williamson. Um, you know, Jason Holder. These guys are more the tactical um, captains that really know the matchups down to a T and are really, really good. And then you got Owen Morgan, who's a bit of both. Um, but the, the, the problem is if you have neither which is what South Africa are on right now or what RCB is, right? If you have neither, then then that's where the problems become. Start to come up. Who is South I don't even know who South It was Quentin de Kock. And then yeah, they, yeah. now he said, I don't want to do this. I don't know why you keep giving it to me. So Mark They're just said, delaying it. Yeah. Just, we could talk about South Africa, but South Africa just delaying it. But now they, they can give they can probably give it to Markham. Now yeah, they were just waiting runs. for him to find some form. Yeah. But they were waiting for Markham for runs, yeah. Th- that's the yeah. point, right? Like, yeah. There's two types of captains, and Virat. The, the problem with Virat Kohli is that he's not really brilliant tactically. He's more of the team building ethos type of guy. But for a franchise T20 team, it doesn't seem like he's done that good of a job. The other one either. It's for franchise. He's clearly a failure as a captain. Like it's it's been established, and the only reason he's the captain of the franchise is because he's the he's an, he's, a, he's an icon. Like there's a lot of other factors that go into he's clearly the best overall batsman by far. That too, I mean. That, I mean, obviously, could, we could debate that with Dewey, but like, obviously, um, a lot there's a lot of different things that go into picking the captain. It's not always just a who's the best captain tactically when it comes to an IPL franchise. But I think his international, you can't really argue too much of the international captaincy credentials. You could argue his select his selections, especially for first test of big series, have always been flawed. It seems like he always makes a couple crucial mistakes, and once the mistakes are realized, he has to immediately fix it. And India's already one test match down, but. When when it comes to on field decisions, I've never really seen a big issue, and I think Coley deserves a lot of credit. One thing I think Coley deserves a lot of credit for is uh, Ishan Sharma's rise. I know a lot of a lot of credit goes to Ishan Sharma too for the improvement in bowling, but I think the backing that Coley has been giving him, even after India got a whole new crop of fast bowlers, especially during the 2015-16 period, it would have been very easy to have dropped Ishan at that time. I know I was frustrated and didn't want to see him bowl again for India. It would have been very easy to drop him at that time. But I think the fact that they've kept uh, backing him and bowling him, at, keeping him as a spearhead, we're getting the rewards in the last two, three years. So that's. I think you're giving too much credit to the captain. You're, they're, that's yeah, not really what happened decision, with Ishan yeah. is actually he went to Sari and played for them. Yeah, with yeah well, we know, we know that story. We know that story. I know. That's why I said we can give a lot of credit to Jason Gillespie there. But but that happened in like 2017, 2018. Ishan Sherman could have easily dropped in 2014, 15, is what I'm saying. The Remember, he, had, he was averaging 38. I do remember oh, yeah. that. But the, the thing is that, as Dhoni said, right, they couldn't really afford for Ishan to just be the impact strike bowler. They had to have him bowl heavy, long spells because India just didn't have the bowlers to trot out. I mean, guys like Praveen Kumar, they're not of the quality needed to bowl in Australia. I, I agree. But I'm saying in 2015-16, India got few fast bowlers. Bhuvi was established. Shami had been playing for two, three years now. Uh, Yadav had come in. It had been very easy to drop Ishan. I was actually wondering why Ishan was still playing at that time. Would, which is what I that's the only thing I was thinking is like wow this is the one t- this is the only example I give a, pl- a captain proving me completely wrong in, uh, so, in a selection that I didn't back but uh, also um, and on the topic of Ishan Sharma I just 
this is one slight criticism of him this this in this series so his far. batting his um, batting he's been taking that well yeah sure his batting okay two two slight criticisms <laughs> I'm joking but um uh his his he takes that early wicket whatever it be like if it's Burns or Sibley or whoever but it's always that one wicket and then he bowls another like like uh, he bowls a six over spell and then he's out of the attack and he doesn't come back until the, essentially the new ball He's he's not. Dang, he's not even make. He's. Uh, not I, I don't see that as. I don't see fault though. Wait wait. Did it's, you even make yeah. it to the second you bowl? <laughs> no no that that's a good yeah, point. Wait. Yeah, but I, as in like he he doesn't he doesn't come back until later. Hey, in the at match, least he gets the bowl, bro. He only takes that. Early at least he got a bowl. Siraj didn't bowl to the fortieth over. Kuldeep didn't bowl the fiftieth yeah. over. Like that's true. Like this, this pitch was not made for Kuldeep Yadav, by the way. Like I think I think uh, we you don't need a wrist spinner when it comes to massive turning wickets unless you're Shane Warren. Just one bowler to bowl at the stumps is usually effective. Kulipo did better when they started trying to hit him. That's obviously when he got the two weeks at the end. Kulipo would have been a much better option on the flatter pitch in the first test. The thing with Kulipo is he can yeah, turn it square. He, he's a very, very good turner of the ball. But the problem with him is that he's just too slow through the air. And so yeah. on a pitch and like Chennai, that, that's exacerbated, especially hard. Yeah, and then if Uxher can, because if Uxher can turn it, but turn it at 10 miles quicker, then it's just going to be more useful to bowl him. Oh, Akshar turned some at like 105. Yeah, yeah it, but that, like that, that has a lot to do with the pitch. That is Shahid Afridi's uh, But Akshar normally cannot turn the ball like that. No, uh, that's, that's, that's more to the pitch. Actually, come now that we've segued nicely here, what do you think of the whole Vaughn versus Vaughn Twitter battle over I think Michael, the pitch of the I think Michael that, Warren. That's something that took great Twitter by. I've seen worse pitches in England. Like, uh, if you remember, like, Lords in the second test where India were blown away, that was definitely had a lot worse for India than England had to face. And I, I don't think I, – I think Warren was – Michael Vaughn – I never could pronounce his name properly. Michael Vaughn was just complaining a bit too much on Twitter. England themselves said it. Joe said it. We did not bat well in the, enough in the first things, and we didn't bowl well enough in the first things. So, it nothing much to do with pitch. And, obviously, if you have a number eight – uh, scoring a hundred and third innings, it can't all be about the pitch, which it's not. It's not any number eight. Please don't disrespect Ashwin like dude, that, dude. Dude, do I ever disrespect Ashwin? You just did, dude. What What did Mayank said? I have my head up his ass, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, Surge, do not edit we, that we out. We all do, and for good reason. But I, I know, I know. Surge wanted so, to talk but, about um, Ashwin, so I I wanted to segue into that. What a what a what an innings he played here. We don't, need, we don't need to talk about his bowling. Like, we talked about that another day. Whatever. Eight wickets. He, he I I expected him to take. No no no. Slow. His bowling wasn't. His bowling was not good in the second innings. He didn't get the five. <laughs> I can't. It was really really more. really poor. He didn't live up to my expectations. Yeah. I'm really disappointed. No, with his bowling. I, I saw people. <laughs> Twitter, I saw some people on Twitter say stuff like, um, uh, poor Kamsi and Kohli not giving Ashwin the ten for. I'm like, dude. What's better, giving the guy with 400 wickets an opportunity to get two more wickets or giving a debut on a chance, a like chance a at a fighter? What kind of yeah. knowledge you can have? Yeah. It's like you can't – that's, yeah. what, that's what right, I'm saying. Right. Sometimes you just can't win against certain fans. Like if Kohli didn't bowl Kuldeep and Akshar, you'd be, be like, why would you play Kuldeep? You hate Kuldeep. Gotta... They're, they're going to find something yeah. to complain about. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously if Ashwin came and bowled, he would have gotten 10 for and he probably will get a 10 for again in this <laughs> in this series. Probably doesn't have to get another Definitely. wicket to get mad at the series anyways. But yeah, I, but I, I, he's almost at four hundred, yeah, right? Yeah, he's, he's very close. He's very close. I think so. He'll the innings he played much. against uh, 
in Sydney, I think, has brought in a lot of confidence to his batting. He actually said that he worked Absolutely. hard. Seriously. He worked hard on his batting. And if you guys remember, um, do you guys remember that period on the first day of the test, first day of the India Australia series? Uh, after the Kohli got run out by Rahane, Ashwin came in at the end. And he looked pretty solid against the second new ball under lights. Yeah, and uh, yeah, people were. And I remember thinking, oh, Ashwin might this might be a second rejuvenation of Ashwin's batting. And then he failed a couple of innings. I was like, oh, we're back to normal. But then I think after Sydney, he again brought back that confidence. He got to. His game against Spin is top class. We saw that against Nathan Lyon on day five pitch, and now Nathan here, Lyon, yeah, now here he, made, he completely negated a uh, Leach, Moyne, and hit them all over. And it was re- it was honestly he made, he made Nathan Lyon look like a Saeed Ajmal with a legitimate bowling action. <laughs> Sorry, edit edit that out. No, no, we gotta make him look stupid. It's okay. Well, but, I'm leaving. No, I shouldn't even said, dude. I felt like a hero. The way the Chennai crowd backed him, it was so. It was such a. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was such a. It was so fun watching him. Watching him bat. I mean, while, Matt, while we're talking about he, like, he, there were two batting. chances. While we're talking about there were two batting. Let's let's talk about Siraj. What the hell was that? Oh, like that that man. Every every time he blocked the ball, it's like he scored a hundred. Every time Siraj bats, it's it's just oh, he always he always gets the. He always starts off with the back away from leg and cut over point, and that and that and then he pits a couple nice straight sixes. And and like He's that one, like Stark, dude, Stark at the yeah. b- the back of the innings, he yeah. comes in and hits those, those boundaries, and then he gets to the yeah. honestly, the yeah, he has he, he has goes. a really good like bat swing. He's a really tall tall mm-hmm. bloke. He's you know pretty fit, pretty athletic. If he works on his batting over the next year or so, he could very well. Segue as you know, become like you say, a uh, slightly Mitchell, you know more complex batsman. Like he can be what Mitchell Stark is for Australia. Exactly, and then it can exactly. be like a genuine. It can be like a genuine number nine. He's at 11, yeah. 11 right now. I mean, yeah. I put him at ten. Ishan because Ishan just Ishan can't even hit a full toss. So like, why why even back him at? Ishan has a test fifty. I know, but Siraj <laughs> will get a test fifty too if he bats like this. <laughs> I think I think Kuldeep cannot hold a bat. Why Kuldeep was sent ahead of both of these because guys Kuldeep, is a mystery to me. Kuldeep, no, Kuldeep is, is like Jaffa uh, like Archer. They both can bat, but they haven't shown it at test level yet. They yeah. both have batting. No, no, no. Kuldeep, Kuldeep was playing well. He was at least he was holding his own for whatever Kuldeep number of balls can, he was in. He can block he the just ball score. in compact technique. It just can't score against exactly. that quality bowling in the international level. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you guys aren't. Uh, can we talk about Akshar as well? Because he was he was supposed to be a good batsman as well. Like at least in T twenties, he has shown that he can bat, right? And he was at least in what I was expecting from him was more from no, the I batting think, end. Obviously, I, the pitcher. I think I think he doesn't have he the technique. Be he doesn't have the technique. I've never I've never been convinced. Spin bowling. I've never test. been convinced by Akshar, but it's all it's his first Test match. Not the easiest conditions of batting, so give it leeway. Uh, he's obviously uh, pitchers made for a bowler like him. If the pitch is made for bowlers like Jadeja and Akshar is. A Walmart version of Jadeja, anyways, but but it'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah, that that's what, that. Sorry, yeah, that, that, that's what I was saying. Akshar is basically the the bowling side of Jadeja, so yeah. is the batting side. So if you just have to, and like, there's still that still them, won't be as good as Jadeja. Yeah, it still won't be as good. But Akshar like, is also a yeah. solid fielder. He had a couple of direct hits as well. But yeah, the pitch was made for mm-hmm. a bowlers like him. Yeah. Uh, you get away and then bowl one arm ball in and catch them on the back foot playing for spin. And it'll be interesting to see how he performs on the on the next two test matches because he'll definitely be playing. Uh, I believe most likely he will, and but it'll probably be the only two test matches he'll play for a while because obviously when JJ comes back, he he his chances of playing 
will be mute. Yeah, yeah. he's not playing yeah. England for sure. Mm-hmm. They'll take him there probably, but yeah, but it's a it'll be. I think we can we can finish yeah. up by talking about the auction and just like our thoughts at the surface of what went down, if that's okay. Uh yeah. So today's uh today's uh February eighteenth, guys. So obviously the IPO auction was done today morning, uh, for us in an American time. Um, some very interesting buys. A lot of quality players not picked at all. Some quality players going for heavy, heavy money. Uh, seems some like not uh, quality players going for heavy money as well. Don't forget. Uh yeah. Obviously, that's what we're gonna talk about now. Um. We can, start thought, off, we can start off with the most unsurprising buy of the auction. I mean, who who expected Mumbai to buy such and son? Not me. No, no, no. <laughs> I I thought I was w- wondering why everyone kept saying Mumbai are gonna buy such buy Arjun, and then I realized, oh, he's such literally been a he's literally been a net bowler for the Mumbai team as well. So well, I mean, no, it's because Sachin's one of the staff, right? Or no, I I'm, I mean yeah, I'm aware, he's a, but he's a, he's a mascot. I mean, all all that's missing from his mascot attire is like a costume. All I forgot was that he also is a net bowler for the Mumbai team, so he definitely he has experience around them. I I don't I'm not gonna talk about I don't want to talk about uh, Arjun Tendulkar. I've seen him bowl. He bowls around 130k. He's not he's not as I, obviously everyone's gonna have opinions about him because uh, he's obviously a son of the greatest cricketing icon. But I say we wait till see performance and evaluate on that. I don't want to talk about nepotism and all that stuff. It's no, no, not really. Talk, talk about the tweet, though. That was funny. Oh, yeah. I saw a tweet saying uh, – I sent a tweet out to the boys. Uh, at Sarah Tenduker, who are you going to support when Arjun versus <laughs> Shubman Gill? <laughs> That's going to be fun. That'll be- Dude, imagine big Shubman Gill, bro. Imagine dating your – the go the best creeper player, probably your hero's daughter. That's the ultimate flex. <laughs> That's the ultimate victory. Forget becoming a creeper player. That's even better than becoming a creeper player. Now, but uh, Gil would whack him in all seriousness. It wouldn't oh, yeah, even be yeah. uh, Some of the but, surprising buys, I think, one of the most the one of the first buys actually. This is like at like midnight Pacific. You know, I like get a buzz on my phone and I see Steve Smith going for just two point two crore. Oh, yeah, and I mean. I know, I know. He hasn't had. The, he didn't play obviously two IPLs ago. This and the IPL that he has played, you know, since his little incident, he wasn't at his best. But two point two crores for a player of Steve Smith's quality. I mean, it's the buy of the auction. Oh, I think Dawid Milan is the buy of the auction for Kings Eleven. Two point one crore for a player who is. I don't know if he's currently ranked number one in the T20 rankings, but he's definitely in the top three right now. And the number of runs he's been scoring, I think he's definitely a steal uh, for Kings Eleven. I think, 100%. I think, I think the thing is Steve Smith. I think he's in the wrong team. The wrong team picked him. It's the team that has the has a lot of middle order batsmen and top order batsmen, all that are Indian as well. So I don't know if Steve Smith will even get too many games for Delhi, but Delhi have definitely got him for a steal. I think they probably picked him for experience as well because I know Delhi last season, everyone was really hyped over the. Indian batting talent, but they couple two three players, uh, Shaw, Shaw, Ayer, Pond. They didn't have the best of seasons, and they had to bring in Rahane. So I think they wanted someone uh, with international experience to come in and. Uh, dude, Rahane. Every a- time we every time we say Rahane, Prasen on the Zoom dude, calls just shaking his head. Prasen, Prasen, do you remember? Do you remember Rahane's IPL season last year? I I wouldn't be that hyped. 
<laughs> we we don't we don't speak of these things. Yeah, but so I think I think that's I think that's why Delhi probably bought him in case they have a similar trend. They'll just have someone with international experience coming into that middle order. But yeah, he's definitely a steal. I think Dawid Mullen steal. I feel Kings, the... Kings actually did well. They got I... Richardson, Meredith, uh, Enriquez, and Dawid Mullen, which is a really solid lineup just yeah. from that. They're all international they, they, players, but they made they made they made some solid uh solid picks. R- Riley Meredith, uh, obviously he's no. He, He's been touted as a future talent for Australia. Bulls 150, 150K plus. Shane Warren said he's probably one of the fastest bowlers he has seen. I mean, he's been having good big bashes. Jai Richardson was – I'm not surprised by the fact he got picked. I'm surprised at the amount of money he got considering he's, oh, he's yeah. not played IPO a lot. But he was the leading wicket taker in the big bash, which also brings the next point. The leading wicket taker got picked for this much from big bash. How come the leading run scorer didn't even get picked? Alex Hales. Uh, probably not a good – it sucks Lux is not here because he has a whole bunch of opinions on Alex Hales, which uh, with Alex Hales' performance, I thought he was definitely being picked. Hales, Roy, I'm very surprised they did not get picked. I, I definitely see Roy not getting picked because that's that's kind of expected. But Hales was definitely a shot, cause, especially after the BBS. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised about Dan Christian. I mean, this man probably has nightmares about the night at Jinnaswamy where he gave a six off the last ball with six to win. So Who? that that's... When? Dan Christian. When was that? Champions League T20. Oh, I don't remember that. I, Wait, you don't, you don't remember? That was like the tournament Kohli came of age, dude. Oh no! I wasn't watching cricket then. No, Dan Christian was a, was probably the best. I thought was one of the best buys for RCB. Very cheap, and he's had an amazing big bash season. And he's a very experienced player. He's like he's like forty years old. Yeah, yeah, and, he's in play. I know he, he has an international hat trick back in two thousand eleven. So he's very experienced. Yeah, he's he had yeah. a very good he. And if you look at R, what's RCB's problem, it's always been finishers, right? Unless AB or Kohli mm-hmm. are batting at the end, we always seem to struggle with finishers. And with with them not picking Dubé and uh. And Finch gone, Moyne Ali gone. They see. I thought Dan Christian at the. He'd be a good solid player to play five six for RCB, and I was pretty happy with. He had a really. He had a lot of. Uh, um, what are those like James Faulkner type knocks in the big bash back in like a lot of cameo finishes, a lot of uh, last door finishes because he just has a lot more experience than usually the bowler does. He's able to capitalize on mistakes very well. So I thought he was a very solid buy. IPO's obsession winning for RCB. There's it can't Felipe. Ha- I mean, Podical obviously had a breakthrough season. Yeah, yeah. I think for, uh, unless Coley's going to open, it'll probably be Josh Felipe. I believe we'll have to start especially after the big bash because mm-hmm. I think he was MVP of the big bash, so it's got to be Felipe to open for them. Uh, they obviously did not give him too much chances last season because of Finch, but Finch is gone now and Finch has not been picked this season, which is interesting. So, Finch, Finch, and Maxwell were have been the two, were probably the two biggest flaws IPL. Finch gets unsold. Maxwell gets to be uh, one of the highest bidders again. What do you guys think? What is IPL's obsession paying on yeah. Maxwell the big money when the ROI never seems to fit? Yeah, we were talking about it, but I think Maxwell's just it's, that face of uh, T20 cricket, right? Yeah. As an Australian, it's, it's, it's just, just a business that. decision. Yeah. He's going to sell a lot of T-shirts. Yeah. And that's yeah. about it. He, he's he's the Cummins of... Uh, but he has, he can bat and... Uh, I mean, he's not the Cummins. Well, so he's not just, the Cummins. Cummins is just one season. No, not, much money. Cummins and IPL is just... Come on, it, it no, doesn't go not. well. Cummins didn't have that bad of a season. Okay, but he's not he to the levels of, level of Cummins in test test cricket or even playing for Australia. Yeah, I mean, Maxwell, to me, I, I, I think a lot of Maxwell's money because of his fact he scores against India. He scores in India, scores against India. He scored, I guess, a lot of the, the boys he struggles with in IPL. 
he ends up scoring against him somehow against India. Like he smashed Chahal around, but Chahal plays with him in IPL. But when I say plays with him, he literally yeah. he literally just messes around with him. But now, obviously now they're on the same franchise. So I I don't think Maxwell deserves that much money considering better players were only good pick in the option. But obviously, and as a, as a RC fan, I was talking to my my fellow RC friend. I was like, I think RC will go for Maxwell because they were talking about it. But I don't even know if I would even start or play him because I don't. He's obviously a good middle order finisher, so I think it'll be between him and Dan Christian for that fourth overseas slot. But it's an interesting pick because he's such a he's such a lottery pick right now in IPO based on form. I think uh, mm-hmm. another big winner from the IPL auction, who I think everyone was expecting him to get picked after the breakthrough year he had, kind of like Sam Kern a couple of years ago. Uh, it's probably Kyle Jamison. Not yeah. not a whole bunch of T20 experience. He has played well for New Zealand in the short And he'll play. go with the resident New Zealand fan. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can't ignore what Kyle Jamison did in the last one year. He's had one, always one of the no, best. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, no. I think I think one thing's true. If you only, if you perform in a test match against India, you will get picked in IPL, even if you haven't played two twenties. Sam, that happened to Sam yeah, Curran two years ago, and obviously CSK has benefited now from that. And now it seems to be Kyle Jamison, and the fact that he's a six foot four pace bowler who can hit the ball. That doesn't. That doesn't. Uh, that's always uh, something you want, especially since RSV let go of Chris Morris, who did that role for them pretty well in the limited matches he played. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another thing that made um, a lot of people happy was uh, Pudgy Boy getting a contract at CSK. Oh, I think, yeah, yeah. I don't think Pujara got. Nice. I don't think Pujara got picked because of the batting ability or uh, even putting that team. <laughs> I think it was more like, you know what, dude, you've done so much for India. The what what you did for us in the Australia series, you just deserve this contract and. Yeah, um, and they're just gonna give him the opportunity. Oh, I don't know if Pajara should play that deal. I think it might be better for him if he's playing county cricket right before we have a series against England. And in England, but the man makes up money, Rishi. I mean, he'll get the money. But he doesn't uh, have to play. I, I, he could he could definitely play in the like a Chennai pitch when it's like dead yeah. slow, like, and then if, he could if definitely they have there. if if the Chennai curator prepares like an unplayable yeah. surface, you know, a solid. 10 and 100 balls from Puji Boy might be enough to win them, <laughs> hey, win them the odd game. I think another thing that's shocking too, though, 2021, we're going to see Harbhajan Singh playing for KKR now. I'm... Oh, yeah. So, it seems... I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I mean, he, he had a good... His last two IPL seasons were really good, 2018 and 2019. Yeah, with CSK. It, with, with CSK. CSK. So, I'm inter- interested to see. I don't mean... I don't know if he'll even play uh, get a starting level, but obviously, he's an Indian legend and hasn't played... He hasn't been a consistent. Play- um, he hasn't been in the Indian team for like eight years. I don't know if he's I, he's has he even announced a retirement yet. No, never uh, from the Indian team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. From the Indian team. Yeah. I, mean, I always find it interesting to see which legends are able to play as long as they can. Obviously, this will be the first t- first IPL season Shane Watson's not playing. I think because uh, mm-hmm. he's retired now. So Harbison is probably the oldest player in the IPL, right? Would be, yeah. Praveen Tambe doesn't play anymore either. Didn't get picked. Yeah, he got play- He got picked last time. I don't think he played a game. Yeah. Um, you know, another buy I think was really interesting was Mujib to Hyderabad. Yeah, I thought it was a I weird think- buy. I, I mean, yeah, Hyderabad don't really need They already have. I think for Mujib, yeah, but for Mujib and his, like, development, you know, working with two of the best cricketers this country has produced – you know, over that time in that really professional setting with, you know, with obviously a lot of inputs from the very qualified SRH coaching staff. I think for Mujib and his development, which has sort of stagnated since he bowled that beauty to Kohli like four years ago, 
I think it's, you know, great for him. And it'll be interesting to see how SRH utilize him. I think if he does have a lot to give. With a little more experience, he could raise his game. The thing, with S- the thing with SRH is they already have four overseas players that basically picked themselves. They already struggled last season with having to try to balance Barristow and Kane Williams in the team. And they already have two Afghan spinners. I don't. I didn't see the point of buying Mujib. He would have done way better at any other franchise. I don't even see him playing a game because Rashid Khan will play. Uh, Kane Williamson will play. Mm-hmm. Warner's the captain, so it's really the fourth spot. And usually they'll pick. They would usually pick Nabi or they would pick Barstow. But obviously with Salah, Holder, Houston Holder as well. Holder too. He performed really well in the end. I don't know why Sunrisers would go for other. Sunrisers to me should have gone for uh, an Indian pacer because especially with Booby's injuries. I thought I thought they were definitely- as the yeah as the local USA cricket fans. How do you feel about Ali Khan not featuring? I don't this list? I don't want to talk about USA cricket. It's just BS. Duh. I'm <laughs> half, it's not even USA cricket. Half I'm surprised half of these players haven't decided to play for US. It's half of Sri Lanka and South Africa want to play for US anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um and finally we can just talk about the like, mid-season trades that took place. I'm just checking my phone right now. Um, the ones that I can see are Dan Sams and Harshal Patel to the RCB. Uta Padachena would be interesting again. They, As you remember, last season, they struggled with finding the right opening combination until the end where you know they gave Ruturaj Kaikwad a run. So I think you know, Utapa has a chance to batter the top of the order, which he wasn't given at Rajasthan Royals. Yeah. Yeah, that that'll be interesting too because the couple times that he was promoted that last season in up on I think it was uh, he he had a good innings against RCB, RCB. yeah he had a couple of good yeah, innings like at Sharjah as well so I think I think he you know it's another opportunity for him and he's again one of those like players who usually he's like a he's a he's like a player you're not used to not seeing him playing in IPL you're like used yeah, to always yeah. you always forget about him and like oh yeah he does play IPL and then you just see him again he does play IPL I think I think and he, and it, correct me if I'm wrong he even has like two or three orange caps going 2014 back. I think got the orange cap I think that's like that's like that was like his best season he got he took KKR to mm-hmm. the finals and then I think no he took K- KKR won that season so he took KKR to victory KKR won that and then he even got back to the yeah. Indian team for a couple matches in like in yeah. like when they were playing uh, their B team I think a team that yeah. picked that obviously they identified a key weakness um, was their death bowling was Rajasthan Royals. And they obviously corrected that. They went, they put all their money in for Chris Morris and they got Mustafiz Rahman as well. They obviously struggled with the proper mm-hmm. death bowler because they'd have Jafar Archer bowling at the top and then nobody was there to support him at the end. He was obviously the MVP of IPL last season, but they want uh, somebody to support again, him. Again, Rishi, um, I think Rajasthan Royals will have, you know, you're talking about SRH having this problem. I think Rajasthan Royals, they went too hard on Chris Morris and, the, and Mustafa Zur and instead of looking for domestic solutions, because I'm looking at their squad right now, you have Stokes, Butler, and Jofra Archer, three of whom... That's always, that's always been the problem, though, for always had, international players. They always had the same four international players that are just, like, undroppable. It was it was mm-hmm. Smith before, but they finally be like, Smith, Smith's finally gone. So now they have one spot. Archer picks himself, Stokes picks himself, Butler picks himself. Now I think, obviously, Morris, the money he goes for, picks himself, too. So the, the four, their four overseas players are going to be very Morris, clear. Miller, Andrew Ty. Miller played yeah, one game last season. Yeah, Miller won't play. Yeah, Ty won't play. I, I Miller, I think Miller. Ty won't play. Miller will probably do better at a different franchise. I don't think Kings Eleven should have got rid of him ever. 
Obviously, Sanju Samson is probably... They're, they're, the, they're the Punjab Kings now. Yeah, whatever they are. <laughs> they're doing the... De- they're t- trying to get Delhi and see if that changes their fortune. Samson captain. Sanju Samson yeah. captain. That's another interesting one. Do you think he's going to... Do you think he's going to be the captain who's replaced mid-season? No, I don't think so. Uh, I think... Uh, I, I think it's a... I mean, I don't. I honestly, I think Sanju Samson is the domestic captain as well, so he has captaincy experience. Rajasthan Royals is an underperforming team in IPL, so they could, could be replaced if they have another season. But that'd be unfair because there's a lot. It's not like he's the only Rajasthan captain who have not done well. But obviously, mm-hmm. I I think Rajasthan have most bases covered. I think uh, one thing I was watching uh, Anil Kumble talk about. It seems like he said one of the key things uh, teams have identified is the need of two overseas fast bowlers. Obviously, Mumbai have done this extremely well. They always have Trent Bolt, Bumrah, and one other overseas pacer. They seem to have identified that as a winning formula, which is why they spent they went Actually, Chris Morris. Right now, right now they they their second yeah the second overseas pacer this time. Uh, I saw that they let go of Pattinson, which I was quite surprised by because Pattinson was really good in the first half of last IPL, bowling in tandem with Bolt with a new ball. They've so brought that, in. Yeah. Coulter Nile and Adam Yeah, Coulter Nile is like... They got Coulter Nile back, I think, at a cheaper price. He was in Mumbai last season. Adam Mills is an interesting pick because he's not... He's just recently made a comeback into Big Bash. He's not not playing for New Zealand right now because there's no spots available But because he has a lot of injury issues. But he's a quality bowler. Bowls quick, can swing the ball, can swing the new ball. Mumbai will always... Mumbai loves having the two overseas fast bowlers options because then it allows them to bowl Bumbra more at the end. So it'll be interesting to see... Uh, what they do? Pandya is probably coming back uh, bowling by the time IPL. Yeah, starts. so that's yeah. A good thing. His bowling is very average in IPL though. Not economy over nine point five. But but True. Mumbai to me, he can at least take up. Yeah, two but ones. Mumbai to me, they didn't need to do anything special in the auction to have a, one of the best teams in this in this season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think all we want is Mumbai to not win the next IPL because then uh, my just. <laughs> <laughs> obviously have overseas fast bowling options too. They have Kane Richardson, Kylie. Kyle Jameson, um, who else is there? Dan Christian. Uh, Dan Christian, yeah, he's the batting along more. The Daniel Sams. So it seems like that seems to be a thing. The issue with RCB is there's no there's no middle order batsman. No, in, yeah, Indian RCB. Oh, that's the always RCB's problem. They're just never able to get that Indian batsman. Hey, Obviously, hey, if don't sleep on don't sleep oh, on the B Tech Muhammad Azra there. Oh my god. I thought I thought I said this <laughs> and, I said Shahrukhad. Dude, I thought you were gonna say I texted my friend, oh my god, again, we don't have an Indian bats. And he's like, dude, how can you sleep on such an baby, dude? That man gets picked based on <laughs> name, bro. <laughs> I remember he played like twenty he played in our in RC's last good season, twenty sixteen, I remember. Twenty sixteen, yeah. yeah. I remember him bowling at the end and getting a couple of wickets. That's all I remember. Yeah. But, and and it's I find it really funny that we have a B Tech Mohammad Azruddin and a B Tech Shahrukh Khan who yeah. sold. Oh yeah, I think RCB needs to if they want to win, they need to go to Chennai route and uh, pick make spinning pitches. And I don't think they have the bowling attack, pace bowling attack, in order to really threaten. I think uh, with uh, if they play play uh play on spinning wickets, and then you have uh, Adam Zampa, Yuzvendra Chahal, Washington Sundar, and then you have Glenn Maxwell too. You could probably they're probably their greatest key to success, but obviously it's RCB, it's Royal Chokers Bangalore for a reason. So <laughs> I never bother about their auction picks. It can go it can go anyway. Last season they invested heavily in Chris Morris and Aaron Finch. One went well, one went bad. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. 
What do you think of Gotham to Jenna? I think that's another, you know, big, big money buy. And we haven't really what is Chennai? Chennai Chen, Chen, has one strength. It's spinners. And yet they keep buying more and more spinners. Like, how many spinners does the team need? Yeah, more and Ali. I mean, hey, hey. At least this time, at least this, this time, time, they have another excuse to bench Tahir for the entire IPR. Dude, yeah. Mitchell Sander, one of the best spinners as well. We'll just rest on the bench. At least they got rid of they got rid of one spinner uh, in uh, uh, Piyush Charlie's in Mumbai Indians now. But then they're still current. Is Karn Sharma still playing? Imran Tahir is still playing. He didn't even get a yeah. season last, mm-hmm. last year. Mitchell Center, Moy Nelly, Karn Sharma, Jadeja. I mean, I, Gautam. I just, Gautam now. I just don't understand uh, why Chennai. I know Chennai makes spinning pitches, but you don't need five spinners in the team. You never do. Yeah. Sorry, Shra- yeah. It looks very Indian heavy, too. There's not too many international players. They have Cur- Sam Curran and Dwayne. then... Mitch Santner, who probably have, won't play. Bravo, Bravo and Faf. Bravo and Faf. Hazelwood. I'm hoping yeah. you give but, Hazelwood more of a run out this IPL. I've been saying that Dwayne Bravo is so. a little bit washed. I don't. I think CSK. I think the fact that Dwayne Bravo is kind of like how, kind of like it's kind of how Glenn Maxwell is to the IPL. Dwayne Bravo is just iconic for CSK. Like you can't imagine CSK without Dwayne Bravo. So that's the only way he stays in the team. It's not really performance based anymore. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how like. He's kind of the face of the team, you know, him and Dhoni, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially like from the, when they were amazing in 2013 to 2015. But yeah. And finally, Shakib to KKR. Great to see Shakib back in the IPL. Yeah. Man. And back in his. One of the best, of back, the best all-rounders. Yeah. Back in the team where he was part of their, he was part of the winning side when they won both finals, Shakib. I think Shak Both. I mean, I think Shak. I think no, but do you see? Do you actually see him coming in? Because they have uh, if they have, Sunil if, if they have Ryan, the balls right? to drop Sunil Narayan, yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I, I think Shock is a better player than Sunil Narayan. I just don't know if Sunil if the, if they could use him in a way that will get them get him more, get more out of him. Because Sunil Narayan and Andre Russell, I think mm-hmm. KKR what they were looking for is they thought Sunil Narayan and Andre Russell would cover a lot of a lot for them, but it didn't work seem to work very well last season. So it seems like they went for that more all rounders. Um, let me just scroll down. So they, yeah, they went for Ben Cutting, Shakib Al Hassan. So, Owen Nagy, Owen Owen. So their their four their four international players would be Andre Russell, Owen Morgan, um, Pat Cummins, and then that fourth spot. Yeah, I mean, perhaps. no, so I'd I'd Lock- think, I'd take Lockie well over Pat Cummins. I think I would take way Lockie bold when he got a chance last IPL. Yeah, I think Lockie would be incredible. Lockie would be a great great. <laughs> no, but they they won't drop Cummins. They did though. Didn't they did. They did last night, yeah. Right, right. Towards the end, but not, not for. They're, they're, they're still gonna get. I, Com- I think Cummins is, a, Cummins is a quality bowler, so he'll obviously get the chance. He had a yeah. interesting season last year, but obviously, it wasn't uh, what he was expected based on his uh, price amount. Mm-hmm. Mom- Absolutely, yeah. Mumbai really does. There's not much to talk about. I, I, I. My first thought was that Punjab Kings had the best uh, auction. They they obviously had the most Same. money as well. They had they still have a lot of money left in their purse. I I thought Rajasthan did decently well too. Um, RC picks were RC really had lottery picks. Questionable. They had lottery picks. Glenn Maxwell was always a lottery pick. Kyle Jameson was uh it's a it's a good it's a good pick for sure. Um, I remember someone saying that Kyle Jameson would probably get picked up by one of the teams that has a New Zealand coaching staff, and obviously RCB Mike Hessen is there. Director, I so I, I wasn't yeah. surprised. I actually tweeted out, I hope RCB goes for Kyle Jameson. I don't know if he was if he's worth that much money considering he's not like 
He's not a, so the second, second. He's not an established second player. Mm. I mean, but hey, I mean, even even last last time, I think Mike Hassan in that coaching staff was a great influence. He has a great you know, analytical mind for the game. He did big bits for the New Zealand national team when he was coaching there. So I think he knows what he's. He obviously you know has some idea of what he's doing, and if he's you know going heavy for. A local boy, he probably knows him well enough yeah. to justify. But the only thing is, fact the only thing was, I just remember in 2018 when we had Daniel Vittori and we went way too much towards New Zealand. We when that's because that's the season we had Corey Anderson bowling of the death, and we had Corey Anderson, Tim Saudi, who had a bad season, Brendan McCollum, and I think Brendan McCollum. And I remember yeah. all three of them flopped heavy that season. I think that can be a mm. case where you don't want to coach just influencing too much of their own players, especially. And we had Colin DeGrand on that season, and so. You don't want too mm-hmm. much influence that way. And I am the New Zealand fanboy here, but even then I was like, this is a bit too much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I, I, I think, su- I, think that's probably I honestly yeah. think Sunrisers probably had the weakest auction. Um, they they definitely... They're just they, really need, they didn't need any. No, they, need they, a, they only had three spots on their roster. They need, a, they need to me, fast bowlers. Because like, like, we don't even know if Booby will last a season still. Uh they need backup for yeah, Natarajan. Natarajan's obviously there. I, I think for overseas fast forwards, Khalid. they have Khalid. Crazy good back. Oh, IPL last season as well. He did? 2019. Yeah, no, 2019. Khalid was in Yeah, Khalid had a great 2019 season. And then 2020, Natarajan basically replaced him. But I think uh, Jason Holder will have a big role to play. Uh, I think with Sunrise, the problem mm-hmm. is... Just, no, I, I think no, sun, Sunrisers, Sunrisers, I think they'll do well because they took all of last season just to formulate a lineup that would actually work, and it took a while. But what, they ended up in yeah. fourth, right? So it's, I, that's, no, no, that's they ended up in fourth. RC was fourth. They, ended, they beat RC, so that was there, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were in fourth. Sunrisers, they were running up. Sunrisers were running up. No, Delhi, Delhi, Delhi were. Delhi. Sunrisers had that problem where like their overseas players picked themselves. So it's kind of difficult sometimes to manage team run, but I mean, you got I mean Warner, Warner, no, that opening Warner and Barrister were such a good pair. Twenty nineteen, it's kind of it was kind of hard yeah. to separate them, but it's kind of hard to draw Kane. But obviously, Rhythm and Saha was was a changing moment for them. Preston God, Saha I know, so, God no, Saha's Saha's never gonna play in a good test. <laughs> yeah, I, I, oh. I mean, like, every time Bunt scores, it's like yeah. Saha's not gonna play, and then now he's keeping well. It's like it's eliminated. Yeah. It's, it's just done. Yeah, it's over. It's unless, over. I, unless Pont gets injured. Saha for the orange cap this IPL. Okay, relax, dude. Just watch. <laughs> All right, on that note, I think we can wrap up. There's no listening to us. We gotta dude. stop pressing. Really. All right, thanks, guys. Um, hope you guys enjoyed, and uh, see you soon.